What's good, everybody? Jack and Lockie here, back with the second last episode of The Return. New season is upon us. We are yet to discuss that. Uh, but for now, this is the second last season preview episode. Today, we've got two very exciting teams. Um, obviously, the runners-up to the NBA championship, the Phoenix Suns, which kind of threw off a lot of predictions from the start of the year. Um, I don't think they were even predicted to be like a top four seed. Um, so to be finished second in the West and then still being able to um, progress to the NBA Finals with a, kind of like an injury-free run, some would say. And two very exciting teams. Our second one is, of course, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, don't really know what else to say except they are the NBA cheat code for next season. If they are healthy, they had a very injury-ridden season last year. Um, obviously, the addition of James Harden through the three-team trade that sent Jared Allen to Cleveland. Karis LeVert to Indiana. Well, to Rockets and then Rockets oh, yeah, Indiana yeah. for Oladipo. I don't know. That trade was a big clusterfuck. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think we should start. Oh, I don't know, really know what to start. I think we should start with the Suns, maybe. Yeah. The, to, leave the best till last, in my the opinion. Runners up. Yeah. So let's go. Fun with the fact Suns. the fact that uh, Karis LeVert being traded actually saved his life did you hear about that yes i saw that bro he had like uh, was it liver or something no it was something else kidney stone yeah i don't know and they only got that because he did a physical at mm. the team that he got traded to crazy yeah crazy. that's a fun fact from the god's, god's plan yeah that's something like yeah happy happy is good um sons yeah. yeah um yeah no one predicted them to be in that eighth or oh, sorry in that in even like the playoffs, but based off how they played in the bubble, I feel like they had it coming, you know, they had at least a playoff spot coming. Um, and yeah, they surpassed like all expectations, get the second seed. And then um, to make the finals, it's like ridiculous. They were, and the fact that they were two up on the bucks, that's got to sit with them for a long time. Mm-hmm. But hey, what can you do? They, they still haven't, after like a huge season, they still haven't declined, which is crazy. Like when it comes to teams losing in the finals, I feel like that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, OKC broke up when they lost in the finals and like there was a whole um, worry about that. Like you see what happened to the Heat kind of, they yeah. had a decline now, like injuries and that, but... um, Boston as well. Late, yeah. Late 2000s. It's... um. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty depressing to go into the next season knowing you had that chance. But hmm. Suns are still a like a top a top um, top five team. I want to say they're still top five. I think yeah. in the league, um, Stinky Star got Macau Bridges. Um, I think he can take that next step to getting to like seventeen, eighteen type of thing. Yeah, he proved that in the playoffs that when he when the when the offense is flowing a bit, he can just kind of take shots whenever he feels like he, he's, he's, a, he's an, he's an odd, he's an odd player, but he's like, he's a great cutter as well. Yeah. A lot of his buckets were off just like cuts and that helps with having like, obviously <laughs> the, one of the greatest point guards of all time and Chris Paul kind of running your offense, but mm. being able to kind of read defenses and just know when to cut as well, knowing that your playmaker is just going to get you the ball mm. um, and still being able to knock down the three. He's got a decent pull up game. From what yeah. I've watched in the playoffs, um, his mid range and like contested as well. Like he's not just he's hidden like legit shots, um, and he's one. He's a good sign to like three and D players that you don't need to be 
put in that box, you know, mm. if yep. you can kind of show yourself a bit, then the team and the whole um, NBA audience can be like, Oh, you know, he needs more minutes or he needs more ball. Um, and that's going to take, that's going to give CP three and Booker, you know, more room, I guess less pressure if we can have Mikhail Bridges <clears throat> step up. Um, impact player. I've got Jay Crowder. You know what you expect from him. Um, he's a winner in the sense that like he's always on teams that are pushing in the playoffs um, back in his Celtic days. Um, and then with um, Heat uh, two Cleveland. years ago. Cleveland before that. Cleveland before that. Didn't you get traded from them there? Oh, yeah. You got traded to what? No, I don't even know. I don't know how he left. I didn't even know how he left Cleveland. I think because yeah. you know I know he played the finals, and then just maybe he just left. I honestly have I know, no yeah. idea. That was a that Cleveland's another clusterfuck. Um, oh god! <laughs> impact player as well. I got Cameron Payne off the bench. He's um he's really solid. He he doesn't do too much, but like he does push push um push the tempo a bit. Push the tempo a bit there. Yeah. Could say I had no idea where I was going with that. Um, right. Team MVP, I, I I don't know. Bro. I can go. I'd say Booker, yeah, but I don't know. They went they went up like six seeds or like six seven seeds ever since um, CP3 came into the mix. That's all I kind of factor in to that. Um, but you can't really go wrong with Booker there. Um, yeah, and then rising star, I want DeAndre DeAndre Aiden to take that next step as well. Um, I also got like Cam Johnson. Mm. I, I'd love for him. He, he showed a lot of promise as well off the bench. He can. He's another one who can take that step, like Mikael Bridges. Um, so yeah, they they. It's so cool. Like when you have a team, like a mix of some veterans, but generally they're a young team, like. Um, and so you're always going to have guys who are improving no matter what, if you make the finals or make the playoffs and you don't go anywhere with it. Yeah. Um, there's always something to look forward to. Um, yeah. So after a huge season, they might fall victim to that uh, sophomore slump, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, they haven't declined at all. They added Landry Shamit, who so solid. I don't know how they organized that, but they did it. They got JaVale McGee. Um, they got Alfred Payton, who isn't great, but he's like, he's still solid. He's a, he's a defender. He's a playmaker. He's just another option they can throw in. Um, you know, if, if things aren't working with like Cameron Payne coming off the bench, CP three minutes, you know, he's just another option. Um, and I like, I like getting JaVale McGee as well. Um, as like a really, like an athletic dude. I swear we were talking about him in another, um, Another episode, but uh, was he traded or he signed to the Suns? It's weird. Um, maybe like the Nuggets one? Yeah, it might have been the Nuggets. I don't know. But yeah, so Suns, 50 plus. Um, I don't think they'll make the finals again this year. But I mean... You never know. You never, never know. know. But I really, I really like... You got to respect the Suns for how they've really... Um, or that like their come up recently and CP three signs on for an extension. Um, he won 50 plus wins onto you. Um, yeah. So 
I really loved watching Phoenix last year. Um, even when they were kind of, even then, even when they lost that, um, obviously the finals to the Bucks. Um, the kind of last four games, even though they lost all those games, they were still very exciting to watch. The start to their games, I, you notice, like the start to their games really sets the tempo for the rest of the game. And like I get, that's like every, like that is like every every game of basketball I ever created. If you have a good start, then you've got momentum for the rest of the game. But kind of like there were times when they would have a slump in the first quarter, they'd be down by 15 and then they have a great second quarter um, and play remarkable defense. But the thing is with them is like, you got to, you got to do that the whole game, right? Yeah. You can't. And I understand like you go through slumps during the game, but in the finals um, you need to be able to affect the game at all times on a positive level um, and I think that's where the Bucks had them because Bucks were very experienced. They've been to the they've been to the playoffs five years in a row or something. Yeah, they know what it's like to make the playoffs. They know what it's like to be in the playoffs. This was the furthest they've gone, but they Giannis and the Bucks always had the edge because they've had like experience in that in that area. Whereas like the only players that had real experience was probably Jay Crowder and Chris Paul. Whereas Mikael Bridges, Aiton, Devin Booker, Campaign, Cameron Johnson. Uh, Dario Saric, who got injured in the first game, like they've that was their first playoff series and they made it to the finals. Yeah. Um, so one is a great boost for their confidence, even if they lost. Like, holy shit, we're like below twenty five. Our core is below twenty five, and we just made the finals. Like, yeah, we beat a LA team who obviously had the injuries. Beat a um, Nuggets team who had the MVP. Beat a Clippers team who didn't have Kawhi but still had a really solid like Western Conference team in the Clippers. Yeah. And had their um, chance as well. But like, even though they lost, it was a great developmental year for the core. Mm. Um, and yes, some say it was an easy route, like because of the, f- like, because they were obviously free of injuries besides like the health and safety protocols for Chris Paul. Once he's obviously wants to win here. But yeah, great season. Devin Booker, I, I don't like to compare it, but the way that he played, um, kind of reminds me <laughs> It's like He always gets it Like he reminds me Of later Kobe Not young Kobe He reminds me of later Kobe, Kobe Like in like 09 Yeah 2010 Like the way he can Create his own shot um, And just be big In clutch moments You saw it in the bubble When he hit that shot Over um, Over PG I'm PG, pretty sure in the, Like Jackson, that no. is like yeah. That is like a Kobe-esque shot yeah. And like um, Obviously having that Tattoo on him um, oh, What does it say again? Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember. I didn't know he had a tattoo. Was it a Kobe inspired tattoo? Yeah, it was a Kobe. Yeah. Oh, oh right. Be legendary. Yeah. Be legendary. That was the tattoo. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So I think he looks very similar in those kind of ways. Um, Aiton looked dangerous as the role man with CP3. Mm. Um, his post game, he didn't utilize it a lot, but when he did, he was getting easy, easy hooks over the defense. Um, even when Brook Lopez was guarding him who is a really big body and a great defender, um, still being able to finish with a nice hook. Or he's still adding that fadeaway game to his arsenal. Um, so that will definitely improve. Uh, Mikael Bridges and Jay Crowder were the perfect f- four and five option for this starting lineup. And like the team in general, like having two three and Ds at the three and the four that are undersized, that can guard one through four, sometimes mm. one through five, they can play five out. Like it just made the offense and defense so versatile. 
And like, I think that's an underrated aspect of their team because that was a big reason why they made that push. It wasn't just CB3, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton who even had quiet games like most of the season. Yeah. It was the core. It was having those role plays in Bridges, Crowder, Saric, Cameron Johnson, Cameron Payne, like guys that can do so many things at a great level, being able to shoot the rock and still being able to defend. Cameron Johnson is a very big liability defensively, but he's he's a good tempo pusher. He sets the game up. Um, he's a great organizer as well. Um, I've got them at 50 wins. I, I think they... But I still think they could regress because... Yeah. They could go down in. They could easily go down in wins, because the competition now is just going to be, oh, so much star Ridiculous. power. Yeah, and it, it the whole NBA always depends on injuries, right? Mm. But like far out, if they come against, okay, I'm just going up my list. If they come up against the Clippers, no, they won't win if they're healthy. If they come up with against Dallas, I have no idea. That is going to be a series. If they come against Portland, they probably will win. If they come against the Lakers, hell no. If they come up against <laughs> Memphis, probably beat them. If they come against the Warriors, hell no. If they come against the fucking, I don't know, the, oh, fuck, where am I? Minnesota? I don't even Minnesota. know. Jazz. The Jazz. Florida, if they come nah. against the Jazz, no way are they beating the Jazz. Oh, man. They might. Um, they might. You never know. I know. You never one. know. It's unpredictable. Yeah. It's un- but, so unpredictable. Yeah. But now I just look at the jazz pieces that they added off the mm. off season. Oh my lord. Um, I'm getting into my awards now. Rising star, Mikael Bridges. He's. I've said this. I said this in the game recap, in the finals recaps that we did for our first few episodes. He is the most underrated wing in the league. Mm. I, I I am happy to say that because the way that he can affect on both ends, the game, the flow. Being able to score on all three levels, even being dubbed as like a three and D player, yeah. being able to do everything else really well, just makes him like unbelievable. Most improved DeAndre Ayton. I think that's kind of like you can kind of switch Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton around there. Like the, it's basically kind of to me, it's the same thing. Yeah. Team MVP last year I would have picked Chris Paul. Um, this year I picked Devin Booker only because he knows how to win now. He knows what it's like to be in the playoffs. Yeah. He's an elite scorer. He's an elite playmaker. Um, obviously, when Chris Paul is not on the floor. Um, and I think he will be a consistent playoff feature for years to come, regardless if CP3 is there. Mm. Um, I think he's just got the experience. He knows what it's like. And uh, I think it's a no-brainer. Impact player, Chris Paul. He is... This is going to sound... I don't know. I don't know if it's like a bold take, but he is the most impactful player in the league, second to LeBron. Like... The way that he went to OKC, who had a 0.8% chance of making in the playoffs, yeah. he went to a seven-game series with a James Harden-led Houston Rockets who also had Russell Westbrook. And it the only reason the series wasn't won was because Lou Dort didn't pump fake on that three or pass <laughs> to Stephen Adams. Like yeah. he he led that OKC team and he was not he was not going to be there for the year. He wasn't meant to make a playoffs with that team because they were very young, but having like Shea Gill just there as your two man and like leading that team. Oh my lord, I still don't even know how they did it. Yeah. Um. And then you come to Phoenix, where they've been in a playoff drought for what seven or eight years, ten years. I don't even know how long it was been. Ever since Nash. Basically. And you turn that franchise around in a year, and you make the playoffs, and you make the finals with that team. Yeah. Most impactful by far, second to LeBron. LeBron is the most impactful player of all time. I think um, I think you're very actually you're very right with that. I can't I can't think of a kind. I can't of, think of anyone else that's, that's been able to do that. Like yeah, 
Maybe like oh, I don't even like I can't think of anyone. Maybe KD, but no, Giannis, he went Giannis. to a Giannis maybe. Yeah, but like that, he's the second man that comes to mind. Yeah, um, has to be. Yeah, and I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, Cam Johnson, sneaky star. Um, I think more minutes now that Darius Saric is um, Darius Saric is injured, obviously with the ACL tear. Um, I think he'll get a lot more minutes and he'll definitely show up and show out. Mm. Oh, man, show sure. out. Um, let's go to the Nets. <laughs> do you want me to do the Nets? Or do you want to just keep going? I'm on a flow. Yeah, go. If you're flowing, go. Go. Um, <laughs> we good. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously the Nets had a very interesting year. Very interesting. Um, it was a very injury-ridden season. Um, obviously, Durant was out for a good chunk of the season. Harden with the hamstring missed like 25 games. Kyrie sitting out for personal reasons. Um, I just think it was just a it was a tough year, but they kind of weren't. Like they weren't going after it really because they, it was like they were still adjusting to playing with each other. But when they were playing with each other, all three on the same team, it was fucking like watching magic. It was unbelievable. Um, they yeah, they had a good start to the season, and then the addition of Harden through the trade. I know some say that the Nets lost a lot of depth. Um, I do agree that they lost a bit of depth. Um, obviously having Jarrett Allen, a young center, who would just like tear it up and then having Karis Levert I thought they could have actually built something special there and I feel like I don't know I I think I think if you have the chance to trade for James Harden you have to do it like yeah, they, and they, they built back the depth so. they built that's what yeah. I mean like their role players stepped up like big time with like obviously they got Blake Griffin back who was unbelievable LaMarcus Aldridge who played like a few games and then was out and now he's back yeah um, Bruce Brown like out of oh, fucking Bruce nowhere Brown. yeah um, Nick Claxton, like they had so many good young people, uh, good role players, like show up in big moments. And that kind of, it helped the burden of losing all those young guys. Mm. Um, like I said before, the big three were very injury ridden, ridden and it kind of ruined like any sort of momentum that they had built during the season. Blake Griffin was a great fit at the five. Like in the, as a small ball five, he was a great fit. And like kind of having no pressure made him outperform a lot of, the expectations that a lot of people didn't really have at all. So it yeah. kind of was, it was, I think the trade for Blake, Blake, Oh, sorry. The signing of Blake Griffin was great for both sides. Cause I think you had Blake Griffin gain some confidence again and, you know, get back to his old ways. Mm. Um, and then obviously the Nets, you have that experienced veteran at the five or the four that can kind of just impact the game in so many different ways. Um, I got, I got them winning 60 plus. Yeah. If they're healthy, though, if they're healthy, if they if they have all three stars out at like different times, like no, I think they'll win like fifty five, fifty. Mm. Um, but I think sixty is like like as expected. Rising star Nick Claxton, uh, he's going to be a fantastic, fantastic center in this league. Yes, he's a lot like DeAndre Jordan, who they are, who just signed with the Lakers as well. Um, Nick Claxton, I think he's an elite rim protector, super athletic, um, and I think he'll be good as the five-man for the Nets. Most improved, uh, he's going to keep getting better, even though he's getting back to where he was, Blake Griffin. Um, mm. I think it's a good spot to be, like I said before. Um, he's, de- he's, he's not as um, reliant on the threes anymore, and he's yeah. kind of like he's getting back in the post game. He's getting some fucking dunks after he didn't dunk for like two years or some shit. Yeah. Um, 
and then also having like like Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie around you. It's a cheat code. I don't even know how. Mm. Um, team MVP Durant. You could honestly like Durant's the best player, in, the second best player in the league um, behind Giannis. Um, and I think, yeah, you expect me to say LeBron. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think it's interchangeable. Like Harden, the way that he affects offensively is really good. Mm. Um, Durant, the way he affects kind of both ends, because he's a very underrated defender. Yeah. Um, He's my team MVP. I think it's the safest option. The impact player is the big three. I I honestly couldn't think of anyone that would be like the impact player. Chris Brown. Um, I like. I don't know. I just. I think all three of them have the like are impactful. Yeah. Brown. Um. I don't think any other player stands out in terms of impact. Maybe like Lamarcus Aldridge, but he's old and washed. Blake Griffin. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sneaky star. The Aussie. Our boy, Paddy Mills. Uh, he can come off the bench and easily average like 15 a game. Um, yeah. And and I think he shows people in the Olympics that he's not just a shooter. Yeah. He's a scorer. He's a legit bucket. Um, and I'm excited to sh- I'm excited for him to show that off. Um, yeah. I think he doesn't have a lot of pressure. He's never really had any pressure in his career, but kind of being the fullback to, you know, Kyrie is very like very good that he can because Kyrie I feel like he's going to miss a lot of games next year I don't know why I just got a feeling mm, um, yeah I think yeah Knockwood but yeah I think I think Patty's going to be a sneaky star next year mm. that's all I got hey oh we're we're the same on the um on the wins I say 60 um if healthy everything rides on their health they have mm. three guys who have been out Oh, Harden's not hugely um, injury prone. Um, but I guess uh, KD and Kyrie have been injury prone for their entire career, which sucks. Um, because, yeah, like you said, seeing them three all in the same court at the same time is is like magic. It is so, it is so cool to watch. Um, you never thought it would happen. Ever. Nah. The fuck? Like, they, they, they got to talk to each other. I mean, they definitely do. This is like, I wonder if they had this like years planned ahead or something like, because I, I know Katie and Kyrie have been mates and they talk a lot and it's like, yeah, you wonder if they, they were both in situations where we're like, we want to go to a team that can build around us that can win. Um, you know, Katie was probably like Kyrie was definitely sick of the, of the Celtics. And then Katie's like, oh, well, you know, um, War- time with Warriors was was cool, um, but I think it's time to leave. And I reckon, and I think I think that's interesting how how stars can form together and and how much of a say they have in that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, sticky sneaky star, sticky star, sticky sticky star. Um, I got Patty Mills. I think he will thrive in this system. Um, he's got guys that will kind of let they know him. I guess based off Olympic. Um, campaign, but they just will let him thrive and let him um, do his thing, and he'll he'll be really great as like a catch and shoot option. Of course, he'll have plenty of of chances for that, and he's a ridiculously good shooter. Um, impact player, I got Bruce Brown. I'd think defensively when he went to the five against the Bucks, it, it somewhat worked. It actually Which is weird because he's yeah. like six five or six four. Yeah, like if you're was it Brooke Lopez who was mm. playing? I, yeah, if you're Brooke Lopez, that's pretty that's pretty shitty. But um, 
I think just defensively, he's strong as hell. So he can guard one through five, um, I guess, most players. Um, but he is traditionally a, a guard lockdown defender. So you can throw him on. He's going to get his minutes anyway. You can throw him on um, certain players and it takes away from Kyrie or Harden yeah. kind of guarding them, which you don't exactly want. Um, but they're not. I wouldn't say they're horrible defenders, Kyrie and Harden, but they're not. They're not great. Defenders. They're not plus defenders. Harden's nah. good when he Harden's good when he tries. Yeah, Kyrie's just never yeah. been a good defender. Yeah, which was frustrating. Um, team MVP, I got Durant, but I say they don't win without Harden. I think we were talking about this during the Nets Bucks series, um, whether the, it, it was on the podcast or not. But I feel like. Harden brings everything together. He's like the point guard. He's the playmaker for the team. Um, just seeing what how he plays that two-man game um, with whatever big it might, might be there, Claxton or, or when DeAndre Jordan was there, um, it just works like every single time. He, he's one of those guys who knows how to just abuse the pick and roll. Um, so I'd, I say Durant, team MVP, but I say... Yeah, I, just, I, I don't see them winning without Harden being that um, being that point point guard or point. He's not a forward, but just being being that yeah, um, yeah being that point guard for the team. Rising star Nick Claxton, um, he can actually shoot as well. Yeah, so I didn't even know. At his yeah, at his height, being able to do, and like you said, very similar to DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, um, and like. Athletic as as well. Um, he's got yeah, he's got so much upside, and he has no pressure to go out and be like feed feed him in the post and mm-hmm. go score. Like he can just catch lobs like all day um, and play his defense. I think you have like a really good year. Um, I say if they are healthy, they will make the finals this year and they will win finals this year. That's my bold bold take. Um, I yeah, if that. If they're healthy, they have three of the top 10 players in the league, arguably, um, and a really solid supporting cast. And I also want to talk about having Millsap, Aldridge, and Blake Griffin, who are all ex-All-Stars. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. And what they bring to it. This is a weird comparison, but I, I think of them like in 2013 with like Mike Miller, Shane Battier, Ray Allen and Rashad Lewis, I see them mm. as kind of similar playing that role. They have no yeah. pressure. They can just do what, like, they can just do what they're comfortable with and play their role. Um, they don't need to try to do other things. Like Blake Griffin, I guess, over the years has tried to develop his three-point ball um, and being a bit of like a point forward in a way. Like he's, he's yeah, take that under his, I guess, add that to his game. They have no pressure at all, the three of them. And you can throw them on with so many lineup rotations and they'll be effective. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they'll, like, what's their lineup's going to be? Like a Kyrie Harden, maybe Katie plays the four and I wonder mm-hmm. who plays the three or Katie plays the three and you get... You maybe go like... Um, fuck. It's tough. Harden, Kyrie, Bruce Brown, Durant, Claxton. Yeah, I think that works. Or like, or like Blake Griffin. 
or Lamarck Soldridge. Yeah, it's just like weird because like you do have three. If you have three power forwards off the bench, like it would be a bit weird. So mm. maybe maybe if Griffin can start, I don't know. But yeah, that's that's who I see those those ex All Stars as. Um, I think they can play that role perfectly. Mm. Um, but yeah, Nets, so excited for them. I I just want them to be healthy. Um, that's all, that's all any any NBA fan wants. They are so exciting to 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 watch together. Mm. Um, yeah, and Steve Nash's coach. What the hell? Recipe for success. Yeah, they've got all the tools to win this year. So do the Suns. Yeah. Um, next episode, the final episode of the season previews, we have. Lockheed Sixers, who have a lot... I'm actually really excited to talk about that because... <laughs> okay, I'm not going to try and... T- I'll try, I will try not to talk about Ben Simmons that much because we are going to actually do an entire episode dedicated to Ben Simmons. So, look out for that one. Um, Jazz are very exciting. Um, yes. I definitely think they can, they can even make the finals too. Like, a lot of teams, a lot of threats this year. Um, Shout out. Oh, um, also... Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying shout outs. <laughs> oh, shout outs. I'll leave that for after. Shout outs. Um, I want to shout out. No context NBA. Um, the fun- oh, did you buy a t shirt from them? Yeah. Oh, the, that's funny. <laughs> the funniest Instagram page ever. Check them out. It's like they're basketball related. It's, we it's, hope so because there's no context NBA. Yeah, it's, um, it's, so, it's so sus, but it's. It's so fruity, like, but it's I great. Like it. I love it. Like it, it's so it's makes me embrace my um my feminine side, you know. Yeah, for, yeah. for shizzle. Yeah. Um, anyway. shout, out the, shout out the Barney Grocer. Hey. Um, yeah. I bet. Um. Oh, we also forgot to tell you 